This morning, stand with me if you have your Bibles and look with me in Luke chapter 18. And I think I'm going to read in verse 31 to get on down to where the message is going to be. But this was Jesus's, if I understand it right, this was Jesus's last journey that he made up to Jerusalem as he went through Jericho. This was the last journey, even though he'd probably made many of them. But this was his last journey because he was going up there to finish the job that his father had told him to do, and that was to crucify and die for the sins of the whole world. And the Bible said, Then he took unto him the twelve, that was the twelve disciples, and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and listen to this, All things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man shall be accomplished. Talking about his death. For he shall be delivered unto the Gentiles, and shall be mocked, and spitefully entreated, and spitted on. And they shall scourge him, and put him to death. And the third day he shall rise again. You know, when I look at the Bible and I see what Jesus said he'd do, he did it. Amen. And they understood, the disciples understood none of these things. And this saying was hid from them. Neither knew they the things which were spoken. Heavenly Father, we bow our head this morning once again. And truly we thank you, God, for being able to be in the house of God this morning. We thank you for the visitors this morning, Lord. And we thank you for the regulars also this morning. Thank you for those that's watching in this morning, listening in, whatever it may be this morning. God, we thank you for them. And God, I just thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to come and stand and share the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, with others out there this morning. Father, I ask, Lord, that you'll be with me this morning, Lord, as I stand, Lord, and bring forth your word the way you have it brought forth. God, once again, I ask you, Lord, to hide me behind the desk, and not I but you be seen this morning. I pray, God, that people will see you through me this morning and not just me and what I am because I know, God, without you that I am nothing this morning. But with you, as Paul said, I can do all things, Lord. And I know I can stand and bring forth this message because I know it's your message. I know I'm your servant. And I know I'm here this morning for one reason, and that's to be your mouthpiece this morning. So, Father, I just pray, God, that we'll all just pay attention this morning. And listen, God, to what you have to say. Now, what I have to say, but God, what you have to say this morning. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And God's people all said, Amen. Amen. All right, I was sitting there reading. I was praying the other day. And I was asking God and seeking God. He's always to show me what he would have me to do. And I was sitting there, I believe it was Friday. And I was just going through the Bible, reading from place to place. And I came upon this. And I began to read it, and I thought, when I read this first portion here, I thought of how that Jesus tells us a lot of times what he wants and what is going to happen, and how we may hear it when he's saying it, but it's in one ear and out the other. How many times had he told the twelve disciples that the time would come 
that this was going to happen, that he was going to be nailed to a rugged cross. The Bible said they didn't know it. They didn't understand it after Jesus had just told them. But the Bible said it was hid from them. And you know, I thought about that. And I thought sometimes we don't understand things because they're hid from us for the time being. But later we will remember what Jesus said. Now the Bible said they didn't understand anything here of what he was saying, you know. But the Bible said after he went to the cross and after he arose from the dead and went to the cross, died for our sin, rose from the dead, the Bible said then he, the people, remembered his words. They remembered what he had said, they didn't remember it at the time and they didn't remember it down through the time, but they remembered after Jesus died. I hope I'm remembered after I'm dead and gone. I hope I'm remembered the message that I've preached for God and I hope people will remember what they say. I hope my family will remember me. Uh, hey man, after I'm dead and gone on to be with God, I hope that I have planted a seed in them even though they may not be right now, but I hope uh, that they will remember the messages I've preached and the things that me and my wife has taught them and the lives that we live that might lead them on into Jesus Christ. Because I want to spend heaven eternity with my family, children, grandchildren, my family, brothers and sisters, and my church that I've been here for so many years, or our church, you know, I call it my church. It has been my church. And I know it's been yours too for many years. But anyway, let me go on here. And after Jesus had spoke to him, and he said, And he came to pass uh, that as he was come nigh unto Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. Now this is recorded, this is recorded in different gospel perhaps all four gospels, this is recorded in, but as you go back and you read them, uh, even they was all there, the disciples was there, they all seen it, they all seen uh, this blind man, they all, but they all had different, different views of it. And I thought, uh, how in the world can 12 disciple or four of the, uh, the disciples that recorded in, all four of them was there together. They seen this event and many events they had with Jesus when it happened. and But they had different views of it. I was reading back over in Mark. I forget what chapter it was. Back over in Mark, uh, mother in chapter 20, and the Bible says, uh, and Mark said there was two blind men sitting inside of the road. Now, where it was two different occasions, but I assume it just one because that's the last trip that Jesus went through Jericho to be crucified. But either way, the bottom line don't matter. We could all, they, I could, they could be five of you out here, 0206, and be a standing there, and a wreck could happen, and changes are every single one of us would have a little different view of what happened. Some seen it one way, some seen it that. But the bottom line is it makes no difference whether it was two or whether it was one or how many there was. It makes no difference. Uh, they was focused on the same thing. They all saw it, but they may have had different views on it. But the bottom line is that we all seen a wreck. Amen. 
may have different views. And they may have different views on what they seen and what they heard on this road that Jesus was on. And it said he came to pass that as he was coming out to Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. So that's pretty plain, ain't it? They seen this blind man, they seen him sitting by the roadside a-begging. Now, if I understand it right, and I read in one of the Gospels there in the study of it, this man was about 40 years old, and the Bible said he had been blind from his youth up. He'd always been blind. And I want you to get the picture this morning of a poor man, a blind man, sitting by a roadside, sitting there begging, probably ragged, probably filthy, probably hungry. But this was not the first time that he was sitting there, but that day was his day. Amen. That day was his day. (laughs) I want to tell you something. You may be lost this morning, but you're in the right place this morning, and I want you to know uh, if you need something from Jesus, if you need to be saved, you need a burden lifted, you need a healing, uh, I want you to know this day is your day. Amen. And so this day was this blind man's day. He had no recognition. He had no thought. Uh, probably didn't cross his mind. He thought it would be a day uh, like all the, all the other years. He sat there, the days that he had sat there, uh, begging. It must have been a busy highway. Jericho went, uh, the road went into Jericho and went through Jericho on up to Jerusalem. But I want to point out this view this morning of this blind man, why he wasn't in the city begging, I don't know, the Bible don't say, but he's sitting there and he's probably busy a lot of days coming and going, uh, and he knew that sometimes, sometimes uh, he he probably didn't get very much money, but he sat there begging for food and probably money, uh, but the point is this blind man was sitting there, this blind man uh, needed help. This blind man had sat there for a lot of days, uh, but on this day was going to be his day. Uh, hey man, but he didn't realize it. Uh, you may be here this morning uh, and you didn't come expecting it, but it's this day may be your day uh, that you're going to be receiving something from Jesus Christ this morning. All you have to do is just open up and be open with God in whatever you need God said you could receive if you would come unto me. He said, bring all of your cares unto me. And he said, I'll give you rest this morning. Amen. And so we see this blind man sitting by the roadside begging. And the Bible said as he sat there and hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. This man could not see what was happening, but this man had hearing. He could hear... Uh, what was going on. Uh, and he knew there was something about that day uh, going on that hadn't been going on. He had not heard going on uh, because a multitude was coming down it. Uh, and he knew something was happening, something uh, was different than any other day that he had sat there. Uh, and he sat there and the Bible said, and as he passed by, he asked them, uh, what it meant. Can you imagine? He said, hey, what's going on? What's all the racket about? What's all the people? Why is everybody on this road today? Why is everybody traveling? What's going on? Uh, and they told him, listen, verse 7, and that 37, and they told him uh, that Jesus of Nazareth uh, passeth by. 
Now, I want you to know this man had never seen Jesus. I may never have been around him, but I believe that he had heard about this man called Jesus of Nazareth. I believe he had heard about he was a healer and there was nothing impossible with him. I just believe that this morning. Do you believe it this morning? He had heard about him. A lot of people has heard about him, but a lot of people don't know who he really is or what he is because in order to know who he is and what he's capable of doing, then you've got to receive him as Lord and Savior of your life. Amen. And this man was sitting there and he cried out. And the Bible said in verse 38, when he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth passing by, the Bible said he cried out saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. That word mercy, Tony, you used this morning. Have mercy on me. You know, and the, but to listen here in verse 39. And they which went before rebuked him. Amen. They rebuked him. They tried to hinder a miracle that was about to happen. But when God set out a mind to do a miracle, hey man, he's going to do it. And I'm going to tell you something. If you're in need of some help, uh, whatever that need might be, uh, I don't care how big the multitude is uh, and how much you cry out and how much you rebuke them. Uh, if Jesus is on the scene, uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, and it didn't happen that day. Uh, the Bible would tell us uh, that as they cried out saying, uh, Jesus of Nazareth, son of David, have mercy. And they which went before rebuked him uh, that he should hold his peace. Uh, in other words, I believe he went over and said, Hey, uh, be quiet, you old, uh, you old beggar. Be quiet. Uh, Jesus, he's very important. Uh, he's on this journey here going somewhere. Uh, don't holler for him. Don't interrupt him. Uh, well, there's an this multitude that's with him. Uh, just stay quiet and leave us alone. And let Jesus pass on by quiet. But let me tell you something. Uh, that blind man, uh, he had done got a feeling. Hey man, uh, he had done got a feeling. Uh, and the Bible said he cried out much more. Uh, Jesus, uh, the son of David, uh, have mercy on me. Uh, hey man, they, they, what, they could rebuke all they wanted to. You can rebuke anybody you want to. Uh, but if Jesus is in it, uh, it won't do you no good. And I thought, and I thought how many times, how many times that when Jesus is passing by us, how many times when Jesus is on the scene of something, how many times does the devil got his people that's going to try to rebuke those from listening to God. How many times do you think they try to interfere with the Holy Spirit? And sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. But I'm going to tell you, it wasn't about to happen with old blind Bartimaeus. He didn't care how much they rebuked him. He had a need there. He had a need there. And he knew that them people rebuking him was not going to be able to help him. But they were also not going to be able to stop him 
from getting the help that he knew that who the help was. Amen. And the Bible said, and Jesus stood. Jesus walking by. I believe them rebukers were still trying to quiet him. <laughs> when that Holy Ghost gets a hold of me, you can rebuke me all you want to, but you ain't going to stop this mouth, I can tell you that. And as he walked by, that sounded like David Curry. Maybe he got woke up a little bit. And as he walked by, Jesus just stopped. Then he looked at him. I believe he stood there and looked at him just a minute. I believe when Jesus stopped, the rebuking stopped. I believe everything got quiet. And the Bible said Jesus stood, and one place it says, that he said, bring him here to me. I'll say that in Mark. And Jesus stood, no, here, and he commanded him, I believe he commanded the one who was rebuking him, you go get him and bring him here. To be, to be brought unto him, and when he was come near, talking about the blind man, when he was come near, near, Jesus asked him. That's a shouting note right there. If that don't get it, the next one or two. And Jesus asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I shall do unto thee? You think Jesus didn't know that blind man was sitting there? Yes, he knew he was sitting there. Do you think Jesus didn't know this man was blind? Yes, Jesus knew he was blind. He knew right where he was at, right? But then it struck me too, Jesus was on his way to die for the sins of the world. But Jesus, the Bible said, had compassion on this man, and he took time to stop and bless him before he went on to the cross. Saying, what will thou do? that thou shalt do unto me. And he said, the man said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Lord, I, 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 I want to receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight. Simple, plain. Receive thy sight. Why? Thy, because thy faith hath saved thee. There's more than one kind of blindness, blindness today. I believe that man had both kind of blindness, spiritually blind and physically blind. Because the Bible says when you're made whole, that means you're saved and you're healed. You're complete. Amen. And he said, receive thy sight. And Jesus said, thy faith. How is important, how important is faith this morning? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, you cannot receive anything from God. Faith is our life. Faith is our living. Faith what's going to carry us on. I know we're saved by grace, amen. The Bible says we're saved by grace. 
but we walk by faith. Amen. You say, what is faith? Faith is like reaching out in the darkness after something uh, and bringing it back. Amen. Knowing it's there and reaching out and getting it. How many times, <laughs> how many times, now this is faith. Let me tell you something. This is faith. How many times are you going through a battle, through a storm, through a situation in your life? And how many times uh, do you uh, know uh, what it's going to take to get you through the storm? And when you reach out to Jesus, are you expecting Him to reach back? Amen. That's what faith is, uh, is reaching out, expecting God to reach back. And God will not fail you. Amen. If you reach out in faith to God, God is going to be more. He was merciful to this man. This man reached out in faith. He didn't know Him. Uh, he had heard about Him, but he reached out in faith. He reached out believing uh, that what he might have heard and not never seen it. Uh, I believe he had heard it. I believe he reached out in faith uh, just hearing what Jesus was and how many Jesus had healed. Uh, he reached out to Him believing that Jesus was going to have mercy on him and reach back and bless him uh, with what he asked for. Amen. And he said, Receive thy sight. And Jesus said, And immediately he received his sight. <laughs> you may not see Jesus from a spiritual standpoint this morning. You may not know him from a spiritual standpoint this morning. But let me give you some good advice here. If you're here and you don't really know him and you've wondered about him and you would like to know him, you may be spiritually blinded. But if you reach out in faith to him, he will open your spiritual eyes and then you will know him. Amen. I said, He'll open your spiritual eyes and you will know Him. Without the Spirit, you cannot, without the drawing of the Spirit, you cannot know Jesus Christ this morning. But if you reach out, I remember the day I reached out, and I reached out in faith. I knew, I'd heard about Jesus for years and years, growed up in church, and one time I claimed to know Him. But I really didn't know him the way that I should have known him and the way I could have known him because I didn't give him my all in all. Amen. But when I was about 38, back in 1983, when I was in bad shape and I was not at the bottom of the barrel, but I was under the bottom of the barrel, but I reached out in faith because I had heard and I'd been to church and I'd heard who Jesus was and I knew that he was the only way... Uh, Hey man, to my salvation, but when I reached out and I was in the dumps, I mean, I was, I was down deep out in sin this morning. And if you're here this morning, you're deep in sin, huh, and you're wanting out of it, as I wanted out of it, huh, you're going to have to do something to get out of it. You're going to have to reach out in faith. Huh, and when you reach out in faith and call upon the name of Jesus Christ, let me tell you, friend, huh, when you reach your hand out to Him in faith, huh, he, you'll feel another hand in you. Uh, hallelujah this morning. Uh, uh, have you ever felt the touch of Jesus? All you got to do is just reach out in faith. I've had people say, Brother, Ralph, you don't know how I've lived. You don't know what I've done. I said, No, and you don't know what I've, how I used to live and what I've done either. But I can tell you, you ain't done no more than what this old boy's done. 
And I'm going to tell you that Jesus knows what you've done, who you've done it with, and where you've been at. But let me tell you something. Uh, Jesus don't care. All he cares about is getting you out of the mess of life that you're in. Amen. Ain't it pitiful we make a mess out of our life and it takes him to straighten us out. Makes a, we make a mess out of our life. Did you? And it takes Jesus. But the sad part is that there's so many people, so many people has once known him and they have left him. And you know the Bible says, the Bible says in the book of Genesis, said my spirit will not always strive with man. My spirit. That's a scary thought. It's a scary thought. Because without the spirit you cannot be saved. Without the drawing of the spirit. And immediately, and immediately he received his sight and followed him, meaning Jesus, glorifying God and all the people when they saw it gave praise to God. This man, <laughs> this man showed his appreciation and his faith in Jesus. He knew he knew who had healed him. He knew who had opened his eyes. And he wanted to show his thankfulness by following Jesus and being one of his disciples. Maybe not an inner disciple, but he wasn't blind anymore. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? When them eyes flew open, he seen Jesus for his first time. Woo-hoo. The Bible said he he received his eye and followed Jesus, glorifying him. Glorifying. Who wasn't him? Who wasn't him? Let me tell you something. When I come up out of that pit from hell, after Jesus said, I, you're forgiven, when I came up from there in 1983, I knew what he did for me. I realized what he did for me. And it made me realize that I needed him. And when I came up from him, out of that pit that he brought me out of, let me say this, in 1983, April 27, and I've been following Jesus ever since. He changed my life. And I've been following him because I realized that I was one step out of hell. And Jesus loved me so much. He said, no, Satan, you can't have him. I've got a job for him to do. But I made up my mind. Oh, I've been saved once before. For some time. Me and my wife got married. But I never gave it all to Jesus. I was still holding on to two or three things. And them two or three things kept on until it drug me back out into sin and down a road of, and a path of sin and darkness that I wish I'd have never got on. But I did. But I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that Jesus got a hold of me before the devil did. I've been following him every day ever since. Well, when I told Jesus, Mark, when I told him, 
I come up there and I say, when I was praying and I remember telling him, Lord, I'll follow you all the days of my life. Lord, if you'll just save me, forgive me of my sin and save me, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. See, I made a vow to God. And I was reminded a few times after that. You made a vow to God. Don't you go breaking that vow to God. The Bible says it's better to never make a vow to God than it is to make it and break it. But I made a vow to God. And boy, it, but things went good there until God got to calling me to preach the gospel. And I said, oh, Lord, I didn't. I know I told you I'd do whatever you wanted me to do. But, Lord, I didn't think you'd ask me to do this. The Lord sort of let me know he wasn't asking me. He would just tell me. He's got his ways, you know. He can be bold. I guess that's why I get my boldness after. He's Jesus. But here, this man, what about you this morning? Are you saved? Tracy, you and Janet, come up here.